Hi, my name's Diana Trepkoff, and I'd like to welcome you to my new podcast called Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? I'm a forensic artist who's completed hundreds of law enforcement cold cases, and I can tell you firsthand the pain and suffering I have witnessed on families of missing loved ones. I can see the pain on their face, I can hear the pain in their voice, and I feel it in my heart. My dream is that all missing persons will be found and there will never be another missing person ever again. That's what I pray for. That's what I hope for. And that is my dream. So please welcome my new podcast, Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? And one by one, let's bring these missing loved ones home. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One? Um, yeah, I wanted to, to share this story with you and um, how tough times don't last, tough people do. Robert Schuler used to say that. My mom would always watch him on the TV as I was growing up, so I always remember that. And I actually made a bracelet that said tough times don't last, tough people do, just to remember through hard times in life, um, as Tony Robbins says, um, no tough time lasts forever and no pandemic lasts forever and recession, etc. Da da da. So and it just got me thinking back to a time when um my dad um had his heart attack and he had to have a heart surgery. And because my dad was always, you know, the rock, he was my rock. Um single mom, two kids, my dad was my rock. And you don't know what you have till um it's gone, you know, I didn't realize how much my dad had such a huge effect on my life and how much I miss him, um, or how much I would miss him with one day him not being around. I guess we take things for granted until, um, and I don't think I've taken him for granted, but what I'm saying is you don't know what you have till it's gone. And I have, um, you know, a great boyfriend who stands by my side, who's my rock now, but, um, my dad, will always be my dad and he's no longer, you know, here. So what I wanted to talk about was um, when I was struggling really, really bad and I would um, have all these different events I would speak at, you know, forensic art and the cases and stuff. And at that time, um, my dad had his surgery and because he was so healthy, right? Like, I mean, physically fit muscles, like they even said, how can he be... Um, you know, 80 or in his early 80s, I think it was 80 at the time, he's got a body of a 60-year-old, like just his calves, everything, because he was, he loved Q Beach, he loved to be downtown, walking downtown three hours a day, that's what he loved to do. So um, anyways, he had his heart attack, he had the surgery, and he was put on life support after, and that's when, you know, my whole world just went like upside down. Here, my dog's barking, so I'm going to pause this, let her in, and then I'll continue one second. Okay, I got her in, so I'll continue here. Um, so he had his, my dad had his surgery, and he was on life support, and they didn't know if he was going to make it or not, and it was horrible. It was um, the worst time in my entire life, and... Um, Obviously, his worst time, too. He just, he didn't know it. He was hooked on all the tubes and stuff. 
and um and and there's never a day that I don't miss my dad like it's been almost in on March it'll be six years and I still feel like um a huge hole in my heart I want to pick up the phone and call him I didn't even mean to get emotional but yeah you you never you never miss someone I mean you never um get used to someone that you love so much that had such a big impact on your life not being around and so with my dad it always hurts and I'm not going to pretend like, hey, da-da-da, I'm fine. No, I always will grieve that he's not here. And there's so many times I just want to talk to him when I have to make a decision or I feel like I want to talk to him about the kids and stuff and and he's not here and it, it's just very painful. So let me get back on track here. Um, so, huh, okay. Um, so he's on life support and I remember coming home from the hospital and I was quite the wreck and I was on the couch and we were watching TV and my daughter was with me in the living room and I said you know what I got to speak um they've waited for me two years to speak it was a probus club and um I said I can't cancel but I think I'm going to cancel because I don't feel like you know doing a presentation on forensic art and selling my books and meeting everybody because I said, I'm going to just fall apart up there. And she's like, mom, they waited two years for you to speak. Just um, like I was booked for two years. She says, just be honest with them and tell them that, you know, Dedo, we're Macedonian. So she calls him Dedo. Dedo is sick in the hospital and life support. And I'm like, you think I should do it? She said, yes. So you know, the next day I go and I I don't cancel and I drive up there and all dressed up nice and I have like a whole bunch of books and I have to drive and I have actually, what am I saying? Six years. This must have been, I just woke up. Sorry. <laughs> this must have been, um, he's been gone for six years. So seven, eight, nine, nine years ago. Wow. How time flies, eh? And with the whole COVID pandemic, yeah, it was about nine years ago, nine or 10, nine and a half years, nine years ago, sorry. Okay, nine years ago. So I go there and I'm driving this old um, Hyundai, it's silver used car, and it's got rust by the tires at the back and it squeaks, it's in the winter time and it's squeaking like as I'm driving (laughs) and I'm, I finally find the place where I'm going to be speaking and they have pylons at the front and it says, you know, guest speaker and for me to park right there. And they even send me an email saying, you know, you're to park right in front. Like they treated me like royalty when I got there. And I'm like, I can't park this squeaky, rusty old car that has a dent because I was bartending and there was someone who backed up and hit the um, no, this must have been 10 years ago. I'm getting screwed up with my years, but hit the side of the car and took off. That's what happens when you bartend. Everybody, they drink, they get in their car and you don't even know who it was, right? So um, yeah, nice. But I just remember it had a dent on one of the doors. It had rust and it went ee, ee, as I drove when it was really cold. <laughs> so I'm like looking back thinking, oh my goodness. So I park far down the park, like far in the parking lot where no one can see by the bushes. I look around to make sure no one's around. So when I get out, they don't know that's my car I got out of. 
because they have pylons there for me to speak, which goes to show nobody knows what someone else is going through. Doesn't matter if we look presentable, we look good, we're, we're talking great. Nobody knows unless, you know, you tell them, right? And I remember walking fast with my cart of all my books on wheels and stuff. And I got in there and they're like, oh, we have this spot for you right here to park. And I said, oh, oh, okay, I didn't see it. I played dumb or something, you know. I thought, I'm not parking there. And they treated me like gold. It was like a beautiful venue. They had everything set up, the tables, the mic, like where I was going to stand and speak. It was a beautiful lunch. And I went up there and I was really sensitive. Like I felt like I was just going to fall apart, break down. And this is really hard. But Diane, just keep going. Tony Robbins has taught me, go, 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 just keep going, you know, be resilient, just no time, hard, hard time lasts forever, right? So I go up there and I'm speaking, I start speaking and I said, you know, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I said, um, and there was about, I think 150 to 200 people in the audience. And I said, I'm going to be honest with everyone that um, my dad, you know, had a heart attack and had heart surgery and he's on life support, and I broke down bawling. And I said, sorry. I said, and just thinking about it brings me back to that time. So there I go getting emotional again. Um, but I said, I wasn't going to come. I was going to cancel. And I talked to my daughter last night. And she says, mom, they waited two years for you to speak. Just go and be honest with them. So I'm just going to let you know that um, I'm here because I didn't feel right to cancel. And I'll begin my lecture now. But I was straight up from the beginning. And I remember looking at the audience and everybody's eyes were glued on me. And I've never had that kind of um, that kind of participation where everyone was just like hanging off every word I said. And I spoke about um, all kinds of stuff. You know, I think it, um, the Franklin Expedition, I spoke. And um, before that was before John Gregory got identified. And then I showed different cases and how I do forensic art. And then I talked about my forensic art book, Faceless Voiceless, and then Daisy the Safety Chihuahua to help children from, to prevent them from going missing, my children's book. And then my 10 Laws of Success, another children's book. And then um, The Lost Doggy, uh, about a dog who was abandoned. So I talked about those, those books at that time. Athena's book obviously didn't come out because that just came out recently. And so... At the end, I haven't had my coffee yet, so my mouth feels really dry, so bear with me. Um, so at the end of everything, I just said, thank you so much, and sorry I broke down, you know, but I wanted to be honest with everyone, and I respect you that I, I, I didn't want to cancel. I listened to my daughter, and I, I showed up and stuff. Everybody stood up at the end. <sighs> I get emotional. They all clapped. They came, they came up to me. And people were buying books left, right, and center. There was a lineup, and I was like, I couldn't keep up. I was like, Can somebody help me, please? Can and then someone's like, Can I? I just want to touch you. Can I hold your hand? Can I shake your hand? Um, she's like, You know, you're not, you're not good. You're God. And I, I was thinking in my head, Excuse me. <laughs> like, and people were like, It's so nice to meet you. I, you know, we're praying for your dad, and I would like this book. I would like that book, and. I remember it was the most powerful presentation I've ever done in my life. And I spoke at the FBI conference and that was powerful, but this was the most powerful presentation 
It was so from my heart. It was, I've never met so many amazing people in one room. And actually, um, you know, I became even really close with one of them since then. And it's like, um, yeah, to me, it doesn't matter about age. It matters if you're genuine, right? If you're genuine and you have a good heart, you're, you're my friend. You know, I'll have your back. You're my friend and you're in my heart, period. So it was, I have a good friend from there. And it was like, um, yeah, and nobody knew about my car. And they're like, can we help at the end? You know, I shook everybody's hand. Even in the hallway, people are like, oh, can I, I just have to talk to you. And I was like, wow, I've never had such a response and so much love. And isn't that amazing how while I'm hurting so much that so many people, you know, showed how much they cared. I don't know why I'm so emotional today. <laughs> I think I'm missing my dad. But anyways, um, yeah, everybody really cared and they really showed it at the right time. <laughs> I got to get it together. Too emotional, but that's what happens when I think of my dad a lot and I miss him, I get like that. But it was an amazing lecture and um, presentation and the lunch was amazing and everyone was amazing and I sold so many books and I was like, wow. And I um, end up walking. I waited till everybody left. They're like, can we help you bring the stuff back to your car? You know, and I said, no, no, I'm fine. And I waited till almost everyone was gone. So no one would see me go back to my rusty old squeaky gray silver car in the corner by the bushes. And I went all the way in there, got in it, looked around, make sure no one was watching. And I left and I was just like, wow, I didn't. And I remember going from there straight to the hospital, downtown Toronto. And my dad was all with tubes and couldn't speak and stuff. And I remember saying, dad, dad, you know, I just did a really amazing um, lecture for a probus club. It went amazing, but yeah, it was, um, come to think of it, what a blessing. It was one of the best presentations I've ever done in my life. And um, it goes to show, doesn't matter what you go through, um, be genuine and be honest with people. And um, the majority of the world is good. You know, they'll, they'll understand, they'll, they'll show their love and support. And, and the stuff that people said, I was like, wow, you know, so just wanted to start off my morning by sharing that story. So I thought I'll record it another time. And I thought if I do that, I'm not going to remember to record it another time. Um, I got to do it while the feeling's strong. So just wanted to let everybody know in 114 countries, um, no tough time lasts forever. Whatever you're going through in life, it will pass. Just keep going. You know, the saying, if you're going through hell, just keep going. You'll get out of it. Like just keep moving forward. No tough time lasts forever. And there are so many blessings, you know, do your gratitude journal, um, every morning, you know, go get, there's beautiful books for, for journaling. You can go to Staples, you can go to, um, Walmart, you can go to Costco, you can go to bookstores and get them. You can go to dollar stores. It doesn't matter. Grab some journals, some blank books or journals, and just start saying everything you're grateful for. And I think it was Tony Robbins said it. If you write it down, it stays with you for three months fresh. If you don't write it down, it's in and out within minutes when you hear something or or want to remember something. So you write down. So right now I'm going to go make my amazing coffee and um, feed the dogs. They're just looking at me like, really, mom? You know, you usually feed us first thing. <laughs> and, um, and I'm going to write in my gratitude journal that everything that I'm grateful for. 
And I'll never forget about all the amazing blessings in my life. And I hope you don't either. So have a fantastic day. Always believe in yourself. Hang around with the right people who really care about you. Walk away from the ones who don't. And you'll see how much richer your life's going to be. Okay, that's my, is it Friday? Holy smokes. That's my Friday morning. Hello to everybody. Have a fantastic um, time wherever you are. And we'll talk soon. Love you. And thanks again for listening to my podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Can I Help Find Your Missing Loved One is created, produced, and hosted by Diana Trepkoff. Associate producer and sound editing by Marty Brown. Please don't forget to call in any tips. Thank you.